On May 6, 2022, Special Counsel John Durham's office sent a letter over to Michael Sussman's defense team. Michael Bosworth, Sean Berkowitz over at Latham & Watkins in New York got a letter from Durham's prosecutor. Her name is Brittain Shaw. She's informing the defense that they've got a very special witness coming. So special, in fact, he's a special agent. At the FBI, his name is David Martin. He's going to be talking about DNS data, which, of course, is relevant to the Michael Sussman case. So relevant, in fact, that Michael Sussman's defense team wants him precluded. They filed this motion on May 11th, just a few days before trial starts, nine pages long. It's a motion to preclude the expert testimony of that FBI special agent. We're going to go through it in detail. But first, we have to figure out how all these pieces fit together and how else do we do that on this channel? None other than a mind map. Let's do a mind map break. And as usual, we start at the center with John Durham. He, of course, is prosecuting Michael Sussman, working for Perkins Coy, that was hired by Hillary Clinton and Hillary for America to go and win an election. Here, Durham has some witnesses that he's starting to call out for us. And we added David Martin. Don't have a good photograph of him, but he is a DNS expert that is going to be called from the FBI to talk about this type of material. Now, we have him separately from many other FBI agents who are actually witnesses in the case. People like James Baker, Tricia Anderson, Bill Prystep or Prestep, very large agency, a lot of people. He's not in that category. These are witnesses to the case. They were actually in meetings with Michael Sussman. But here, David Martin was not. He's going to come in and talk about some of the technical details of the underlying hack. This is what led to that. Of course, Rodney Jaffe, tech executive number one in the indictment, we know was listening to DNS records, which we'll learn more about soon, from the Trump White House and the Trump Tower in New York and many other locations had a team of people that were basically eavesdropping on internet data from those locations. And so if the jurors are going to understand how any of this works, well, we've got to make sure that we have somebody to explain it. FBI agent David Martin is going to be doing that on behalf of the government and the defense does not want him to do so. And that's because he's going to come into the trial and talk about DNS records and how all of this works on the internet. I found this graphic online and we see we have a couple different components. And let's put ourselves in the position of a person trying to understand this like we are doing right now. We are using a web browser, might be Chrome, might be Brave, might be some other different web browser that you use, but you type in a website address. For this example, we're gonna use our law firm's website, rrlawaz.com, best law firm in the state of Arizona, definitely the Southwest, probably the entire country, and maybe even the world. If somebody wanted to go to our website, they would have to type in rrlawaz.com. Well, a computer doesn't know what that means, and so it has to go to another server called a DNS server, which tells it the computer code. It translates it. It says, oh no, rrlawaz, best law firm ever, you really mean you want this number and that sends that number back to the computer and the computer says, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. And then the computer goes out to the actual web server, which would be our web server, and it would deliver then the content. In our case, it's information about justice. It's total clarity, accountability, and transparency about safety, clarity, and hope. It's the thing that we deliver to our clients on a regular basis. Justice lives there, but we provide that justice back to the user on the web browser. And what was happening here is Rodney Jaffe and these people were basically intercepting this at this point. They had access to this material. 
And let's picture this person rather than being somebody looking for criminal justice. Maybe it's just somebody in Trump Tower. Maybe it's just somebody at the White House and they're just typing stuff into a web browser. It's going to a DNS server. That DNS server is being monitored by Rodney Jaffe, which is providing that data to Fusion GPS, which is sending that back over to Perkins Coy, which is going over to Michael Sussman. And they're able to see literally everything that Donald Trump and his people might be wanting to get access to. So if they were going to go to RR Law, they would be able to see that and report on that. And this is where they were trying to draw their inference to concoct this entire fake Russian collusion hoax narrative. But it continues. We see this is the actual letter that was drafted by Durham's prosecutor and sent over to the defense team. Prosecutor Brittain Shaw is talking about this FBI agent, David Martin. And she's saying, hey, defense team, we're going to be using this guy to come out here and talk about DNS and it's going to be pretty effective. So we just have to notify you. Remember, we talk about disclosing exhibits, disclosing evidence, disclosing witness lists so that each side knows what the other side is playing with. Dear counsel, we write to provide the following supplementary detail in response to your request for additional specifics on this special agent by the name of David Martin and what he is supposed to be coming in to talk about, specifically the domain name system data and analysis. With regard to special agent David Martin's expected testimony concerning the nature and the types of conclusions that can and cannot be drawn about persons or entities online, we expect Agent Martin to state in substance and in part, this is what he's going to talk about is what she's saying. The mere existence of a DNS lookup does not in and of itself reflect actual communications between IP addresses like emails. And remember that what Rodney Jaffe and his tech team were trying to do is create an inference that would be pleasing to the VIPs to show that there was some sort of Russian Trump collusion. They really wanted it. And researchers who we put in the mind map have confirmed that there was no way to do this without being found out. They would be spoofing it. And Trump's people or any cybersecurity experts would easily be able to see, yeah, this whole thing is fake. They're trying to fake and create an inference where one does not exist. So special agent David Martin is going to come and talk about that. He's also going to talk about the mere existence of a DNS lookup does not in and of itself reflect or prove the existence of an actual conversation, which is a technical explanation the jury needs to know. It says there are a number of other events and causes that can trigger or initiate DNS lookups, things like automated systems and software, and that DNS communications can and in fact often were spoofed through a process whereby DNS lookup is made to appear to falsely originate from a particular address. And we talked about this at length here on this channel about the researchers having conversations with themselves about, hmm, maybe if we go to this website and submit a form and we create another website and we funnel the form over there and we are you know, concocting these weird schemes on how they can make this all fit together. And then finally, the final researcher said, guys, maybe we should think about this a little bit more closely because it feels like we're trying to create something where there's nothing at all. And it looks like maybe we just are in this because we have Trump derangement syndrome. We've got TDS. I'm self-diagnosing all of us. We need some help. But he you know, didn't do that. Rodney Jaffe pushed this thing forward, gave it to Sussman. It's legitimate information. Sussman doesn't know any better, took it right over to the FBI and sat down with them. With regard to Special Agent David Martin's expected testimony, so once again, Durham's prosecutor is informing the defense, this is what we're using at trial, which starts on the 16th with jury selection. With regard to David Martin's expected testimony concerning the analytic significance and conclusions that can be drawn from the provenance and origins of the DNS data, we expect Martin to state in substance and in part, among other things. 
the nature and strength of the conclusions that can be drawn from a given DNS data set. Okay, so in other words, if you have a big spreadsheet and it's got all these rows and columns in it, we say, well, what can we really extrapolate from that? Can we get some good useful data? Can we say Trump was really engaged with Russia or not? Yes or no, what can we do? They're gonna bring David Martin up there. They're gonna say, uh, you're a special agent, aren't you? You're at the FBI, right? Yeah, you do better work than them, right? You're competent. And he said, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. And they say, sir, what happens if you have a DNS data set that is only so big? What reasonable conclusions can you draw from that data set? He's gonna answer those questions. The more expansive quote, the visibility of a collection source, the greater percentage of global DNS traffic that's available to the source. So now we're talking about the size of the pie. How much of the DNS traffic did Rodney Jaffe and these colluders with the Clinton campaign have access to? Were they monitoring just a sliver of all the internet traffic or was it so big that they could gobble up it all? Did they see it all? Because if they did, then maybe they can draw some good conclusions. But if not, then maybe they're just guessing. And it's maybe hard to believe that they have access to all the internet traffic, right? So maybe they're just kind of making stuff up. Let's see. For example, if a company collecting passive DNS data has access to 100% of the world's DNS traffic, then searches or queries across its data would permit the collector of the data to draw definitive conclusions about the number of DNS lookups between different connectors. If you have it all, then you can see exactly how many times Trump and Russia colluded, how many times Putin picked up the call and said, hey, Trumpy, get out there and do something. If you have it all, you can see that. But if not, if you only have access to 2% of the world's DNS traffic, well, then searches or queries across its data would permit the collector of the data to draw only limited conclusions, isn't it? Because you can't see it all. You can only see a small sliver of the sky through that telescope. You can't see what else is going on on the other side of the planet. So how can you possibly draw reasonable conclusions about that? And Russia is on the other side of the planet. It's impossible to know the precise percentage of worldwide DNS data that a particular collection source covers. So Sussman, and Perkins Coy and Fusion GPS and Mark Elias and everybody over there, they probably were sitting on this data set. Rodney Jaffe came out with his researchers and said, oh, we got it. It's in the can. We have all this gigantic spreadsheet with all these numbers on it. And they're saying it's impossible, actually, to know with any certainty that you have definitive conclusions that you can draw from this. And this guy's going to come and talk about it. It nevertheless can be important for an analyst of DNS data to consider the collection source and the visibility of that source. And this is the letter that the defense got. And that happened just a couple days ago. Right after that, we see a very active court docket. So a couple things here, but the big one is May 11th, a motion to exclude the expert testimony. They do not want David Martin to come in and testify. This was filed by Michael Sussman's defense team We'll go through it. Now, we've already taken a look at Exhibit A. We've already seen that. That was the letter of disclosure that went out from the prosecutor to the defense. We'll see what that looks like. Here, it's a nine-page document. We'll go through it relatively quickly because we've already covered it. But it says, the defendant's motion to preclude expert testimony, it is FBI special agent. And we read the letter. We don't need to refresh ourselves on the disclosure. But this is part of the argument that they're making. They're saying, judge, listen. We know that we've talked about this before, okay? We talked about David Martin. We've talked about some of these issues. We know that you said that he should be allowed to testify about certain background topics, about information, quote, necessary to understand the relevant data. And remember, we fought a lot about this. 
one of the areas of concern was, well, what if Michael Sussman brought in a, an argument, a defense that said, well, everything I said about Trump was true. How could I lie to the FBI if he was, in fact, colluding with Russia? And we know that that's not really going to be part of the defense's defense. They're not intending to make that argument because they can't prove it because it wasn't true. It never actually happened. And they'd have a very difficult time proving that case. So they've decided to put their eggs elsewhere. But all of this now is also surrounding the idea that this data was part of a gigantic conspiracy that we talked about in the mind map that was orchestrated by Hillary Perkins, Coy, Fusion GPS, even arguably some people in the media, other contingents of the Hillary ecosphere, saying that they all may have been involved in that. And the defense really doesn't want to explore that. Like if this turns into a gigantic talk about a conspiracy involving the whole DNC, that's a problem. This is really from their perspective, just a big misunderstanding. Sussman had a lot of conversations with Jim Baker over at the FBI. They were like buddies. Baker didn't even record his phone calls and didn't take notes on anything. That's how close they were. But now there's an argument about this because if the judge is going to allow some of this information in to talk about, quote, this relevant data, the defense is getting a little bit panicky saying, well, yeah, okay. He could talk about the relevant data, but in that letter of disclosure, that we just talked about, it sounds like what the prosecution is trying to do is take that relevant data limitation. The judge put kind of a hula hoop around this conversation and said, you can only go so far, but if you go beyond it, that's a problem. And what the defense is saying is judge, they just told us they're going to go beyond this. They, they, they did said in their disclosure order that they're going to use this FBI special agent and he's going to come in and talk about all sorts of problematic things. Here they're saying that these types of conclusions, the judge allowed this, that the type of conclusion that can be drawn from analyzing the kind of data and quote the methods of investigators that they would use to examine such data. Okay, we understand that's all legitimate, but the special counsel is construing this court's order in a way that goes beyond the permitted parameters. So you went outside that hula hoop and we got to shove you back in. He says, following entry of the court's order, the defense requested that the special counsel provide additional details about those six topics. The special counsel responded with nine categories of opinion testimony that he intends to elicit from special agent Martin regarding the fifth topic. So the types of conclusions that they can draw from that data set. We talked about that giant spreadsheet. Three of those nine categories appear to fall within the ambit of the court's ruling, but six of those categories go well beyond the permissible testimony regarding the type of conclusions that can be drawn from analyzing the data. The judge is trying to sort of Put the jurors in Sussman's shoes, okay? Sussman's not a technical expert. He's just a lawyer. What the heck does he know about anything? And he was there just sort of getting this data, this white paper, and somebody said it's IP addresses from Trump and Russia. And they're like, uh, you believe that, Sussman? He's like, yeah, whatever you tell me. And what they're, what they're trying to avoid is the idea that Sussman was sort of highly involved in the, you know, he was going through all of this. He was a researcher. He was there with Rodney Jaffe. He was communicating with all of these people. There is some of that, but the judge is saying that if we, if we dive into that too much, it's going to be overly prejudicial to the case. We're going to get sidetracked and really involved in that conspiracy, which is a bummer because of course that is very, very relevant in my opinion to all of this and this entire kind of conspiracy that was proffered by the DNC. But we may get there after this, or if this case goes a different way, the defense could always open the door and we could spend a lot of time on that. But the judge is trying to kind of keep this thing siloed a little bit. And the defense is saying they're violating that order, judge. Instead, they write prosecutors have now appear designed to elicit testimony 
from Special Agent Martin that will cast doubt on the accuracy of the data that Sussman presented to the FBI, saying he showed up with bad data, which is true. But the defense says you can't talk about that. The conclusions Mr. Sussman presented to the FBI and the materiality of the alleged false statement. Mr. Sussman respectfully contends, Judge, these six categories go beyond that hula hoop and they should be precluded. A little bit of background, as we know, special counsel's initial expert disclosure came out March 30th. He stated that Martin was going to come in and talk about all this DNS stuff. But then we got another motion or another disclosure notice on April 8th that said, well, he's going to come in and talk about all this stuff. And we see that some of that stuff we've already covered and talked about. On April 25th, the court ruled on Sussman's motion saying that background information's okay, understand the basic relevant data, that's okay, conclusions that can be drawn from analyzing the kind of data that Sussman shared. So in other words, if Sussman just got it dropped on his lap, he did some minor analysis and then presented that forward, the judge is going to kind of use that as a starting point. And also the method investigators use to invalidate or to validate that data, and the court suggested six other topics. But Following the ruling, defense counsel requested additional stuff. They sent it over. We saw that that letter came out on May 6th. We read through the whole thing at the start of this video, and they're incorporating basically the history of the discovery process. And they're saying, Judge, you know, they keep kind of pushing the boundary on this thing. Back in April, they said this. Back in March before that, they said that. And now they're saying a new thing in May. And every single month, month after month after month, special counsel and his agents are now kind of moving that line a little bit. And they're saying, this is ridiculous. Now it's becoming something that exceeds the scope. You gotta be careful with prosecutors. They can do some of this stuff sometimes. They go back to the discovery letter. They say the last five topics are talking about analytical significance and conclusions of other data and giving examples of that. And they give us some basic argument, but we're gonna sum it up relatively quickly. They say the opinions about topics four through nine are not the type of conclusions that can be drawn from analyzing the kind of data shared with the FBI. So they're saying Sussman in his position would not have known those things and it's not even relevant. It wouldn't have come into his mind or in his scope. It's just, it's not, it's too much. It's not, an, it's not what the jurors need. Judge, you said it's a foundational thing. They only get what they need, but this is too much. They say instead, special counsel intends to use expert testimony to cast doubt on that data. They say that all of those topics fall outside of the bounds of what the court is allowing and that such testimony should be excluded. So it should just be eliminated from the conversations. The defense here looking for the judge to tighten this up a little bit, narrow in that hula hoop so that the prosecutors don't get as much out of this expert witness as maybe they would hope. Conclusion says, in short, the majority of the special counsel's supplemental expert disclosure boils down to opinion testimony that goes beyond what the court permitted. For the reasons described, the court should not be permitted to elicit testimony. Special counsel must be precluded. Signed off on by the usual defense team, Sean Berkowitz here, Latham and Watkins, Michael Bosworth as well, Natalie Hardwick Rao, Catherine Yao, all there in Washington and New York. And so we'll see what happens with this. We know that the prosecutors are going to be responding and the defense will be replying to their response. And we're going to see what the judge rules and how the testimony goes. Trial scheduled to start with jury selection May 16th. We're going to be covering this. I've got several emails out to the court deputy and to the court reporter to make sure we get the most up-to-date data we can. Of course, this is a federal trial, so can't rebroadcast anything and there's no cameras allowed in the courtroom. Ugh! But we are going to get transcripts. 
cover this case in detail because we've got a lot of mind map to cover and we look forward to having you join us. I would love it if you subscribed before you got out of here. If you think this case is interesting and maybe somebody else you know or love might be interested in it, I'd love it if you sent it their way so they could join in on the fun. And that is it for me, my friends. I look forward to seeing you on the next one.